0: The following podcast is a glimpse into the life of Ecclesia Houston. We pray it is a blessing as you seek to follow Jesus the Liberating King and live in his kingdom here on earth as it is in heaven.
1: Jesus, oh, for grace, to trust him more.
2: Good morning, Ecclesia. It is good to be with you today. If you're like me, you are so grateful uh, for our musicians, uh, for our, our media team, our story team, everyone who's putting together uh, this beautiful music for us to worship. Uh, So thanks especially to Chris Lee, to Paul, to Matt, to so many people who uh, make (laughs) those beautiful pieces uh, that draw us closer to Jesus. And I I love that song and that lament, that crying out to Jesus. Lord, when are you going to wake up and come through for us and calm this raging storm? Uh, This has been a stormy week, has it not? It's been wild on so many fronts and even between when I film this and when you see it there will likely be even more changes, uh, more twists and turns and more waves in this storm. Um, But it's on a week like this that I think it's so important for us to come back to just our bedrock like the foundation of what is true in the midst of all that is changing and um, We just need some solidity, we need some stability, and so we return again to our God. And as we worship this morning, I want to invite you to join me in these ancient words of adoration and praise to the one who really is going to carry us through this. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth, are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. You are worthy, our Lord and our God, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things, and by your will they existed and were created. Give thanks to the Lord of hosts, for the Lord is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. Friends, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His steadfast love endures forever. It is going to be the steadfast love of God that gets us through this. Friends, let's continue to worship together.
3: raging sea. Jesus, when you gonna wake up? When you gonna wake up? How can you sleep when we're in need? Just one touch from the maker and all the be still just one touch from the healer and all will be made well
0: T. Day. Hope fades away, and then we know that there is pain within that we cannot medicate. Learn to feel, learn to. See
4: LaCia, even in this challenging season, we continue to be committed to the work God calls us, sharing the gospel, caring for the vulnerable in our city and beyond, caring well, especially for our children. As we each consider our part in that offering, please speak this prayer along with me. Almighty God, we long to love you and one another as you love us. Fill us with continued worship and gratitude to sustain us in uncertain times, help our thoughts to be holy, and our hearts to remain generous as you free us from all anxiety and fear of scarcity. We seek each day to place our renewed trust in you, reminded that even in the seeming desert, your banquet table is set for feasting. Through this humble offering of our family and in all things, may you be glorified. Amen.
5: Ecclesia, this is Pastor Chris. (laughs) What a week. Um, I'm thrilled to be with you. I'm thrilled to be able to teach you uh, and update you on a few things that are happening in the life of our community. Let me give you a few things you can be really excited about. We're gonna worship outdoors again, what we call Evensong on November 21st. There are gonna be multiple time slots. Go to the website, sign up. November 22nd, we're gonna start something new. And if you're like me, many of us are going, I wanna be back in church. I wanna be back in the rhythm and I wanna be doing all the things that we're doing. And as we watch some of the COVID numbers spike and we realize that it's a struggle right now to figure out how to accommodate our kids. And the truth is, I don't wanna see you and not hug you. It's hard for me. Um, it, it's hard to uh, to try to keep our kids socially distanced. So we're gonna do the things we can do. And this is what we're gonna begin to do on our west side campus. Uh, Every Sunday, starting on November 22nd through Advent, we're going to have some Eucharist services outside. A little bit of worship, a little bit of prayer. We'll serve you communion. There are going to be multiple time slots, so everybody can sign up and participate. EcclesiaHouston.org, go and sign up. Some exciting things coming up. Art Market on December the 5th. It'll be a little different this year. We're going to be outside. A lot of the, the merchandise that you can get, Uh, All of it will support Living Water International and our Advent offering, bringing clean water to people that desperately need it. And you can do some of that shopping online as well. There's going to be more information. Mark your calendars December 5th. And then my favorite night of the year, December 10th. We're going to have wine to water. It's going to be entirely different this year, but it's an opportunity to make it really amazing. We're going to feature some wines from my favorite winery in the Holy Land. Tulip Wineries, it's it's an amazing, socially aware winery that produces great wines, really fabulous wines. And we're gonna have custom boxes when you sign up and buy your tickets. There's different kinds of tickets you can purchase. You can get a charcuterie board, some desserts, some great Tulip wines. The sommelier there at Tulip and the winemaker are gonna talk to us. Uh, They're gonna tell us about their wines and what they do. I'm gonna get to interact with you. It's gonna be a great night. December 10th, virtually. If you want to host your own wine to water, I'll come to your house and we can have a smaller party. So if you want to do that and you think, I want to bring my friends over and have a small wine to water, um, email Lauren at EcclesiaHouston.org. And if we can make the dates work, I'll be your host. We'll raise money for clean water and drink wine. And what could be more fun than that? The day after Thanksgiving is a big feast in the life of Ecclesia. We get to feast with our homeless brothers and sisters. This will also be a little bit different this year, but you have the opportunity to help provide some of the things that our brothers and sisters are gonna need, things like coats. Uh, there's a long list of things, blankets, thick socks, sleeping bags, gloves, toiletry, shampoo, body soap, body wipes, toothpaste. Uh, toothbrushes, razors, all these kind of things. And we're gonna have a scheduled drop off the downtown campus on Mondays from 11 to two. If you wanna drop it off on West Side, you can do it on Wednesdays also from 11 to two. Join us and let's care for our brothers and sisters that are homeless in this season. Uh, It's a gift and an opportunity for us to be able to serve. So take some time and bring whatever you can gather. Let's share it with our homeless brothers and sisters and make sure they're not forgotten during this holiday season. Now, I don't know about you, but I've been a little rattled this week. Um, I've realized that I need to, to breathe, to breathe in and breathe out, pray some breath prayers and remind myself that God is in control. Um, I I was checking out at Trader Joe's this week and I could just sense the guy look at me like, you're only buying cookies and wine. And uh, I felt a little judged. I said, no, I'm also getting flowers right, to like cheer me up and uh, maybe you've made some of those grocery runs. Anybody else? Wine and cookies. And uh, I will tell you there's a Petit Verdot at Trader Joe's that dollar for dollar, it's hard to beat. And they also have great cookies. Everything at Trader Joe's is awesome. I, all we got to do right this week is just find some joy in the small things. And so I want to invite you to say a prayer with me now. We're going to try to center ourselves and remind ourselves what truly matters as we study one of the best sermons that was ever preached. It's not one of my sermons. In fact, when you preach a sermon on this sermon, you literally just can't mess it up. We're gonna look at the first sermon ever preached by Jesus. Somebody asked me recently, what was your first sermon at Ecclesia? And uh, when we started the church, I gave my best sermon, I thought, on what I thought life ought to look like living a life of faith in Houston. And Jesus, when he preached his first sermon, he preached about what life in the kingdom would look like. And everybody's talking about what it means to be a good citizen of the United States of America this week, and everybody's got different opinions. But I gotta tell you, much more than being a citizen of the United States of America, I wanna be a citizen in the kingdom of God, a kingdom that is eternal, that lasts forever. And the problems that we're facing this week, they're super temporary. And you know what? The great things happening this week, also super temporary. But the kingdom of God is forever. And so today, we're going to ask God to speak to us in that place. So allow me a moment to pray for you, and then we're going to open the scriptures together. Lord God, I thank you. I thank you that in a week of turmoil and confusion, a week that many of us spent time watching election coverage, some of us concerned, wringing our hands, angry, frustrated, confused, bewildered, in the midst of all of that, that you are God, that you love us. And that you have a plan that's much bigger than a plan for our country. It really is a plan for our lives. And it's a plan for your kingdom to come here on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, may we not miss the forest for the trees. And forget that we have a specific calling as a part of your church to bring your kingdom. Here on earth, in Houston, Texas, and across the globe. Lord, may we catch a vision for it again today. Would the distractions that may have consumed us this week fade into the background? And may we see your face clearly. We pray all of this together. And we pray it in your name. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, we pray. Amen. I can see it at the beginning of Matthew's Gospel. We hear the greatest sermon that was ever preached. I have a lot of things I love to do in the Holy Land, but one of my favorites is to take groups from Ecclesia to the Mountain of Beatitudes. It's on the Sea of Galilee. We go at night. We typically have an amazing meal before we do this. And we sit in the dark under the stars, and I have the privilege of simply reading with no other words, no sermon, no preaching, just to read the words that Jesus spoke when he preached the sermon there in that place, the sermon we call the sermon on the Mount today in a world that's been filled with anger and confusion waiting accusations and a lot of division to be honest in that world we need to hear desperately this message right and he reminds us right the people that you think are blessed may not be the blessed people you're the people looking for power And you think that things happen in worldly ways, but they don't happen in worldly ways, right? And he starts to tell us, blessed are the spiritually poor. Blessed are the people that mourn, right? Who wants to mourn? Jesus says, you'll be blessed when you mourn. He says, blessed are the gentle. I don't know about you, but I haven't always embodied the gentleness that I want to embody this week. He said, those that are hungry to do right, they'll be blessed. The merciful will be blessed. The the pure in heart will be blessed. The peacemakers, and Lord knows we need a lot of those this week. And as we come out of this, I want to invite you. Would you you be a peacemaker in your family? Would you look around and say, I know there's some division because people see some things differently. And that's not bad, by the way. It's good that we have different people with different views in our church and in the whole church. And we may have decided they're wrong and we're right, but we're probably not and just decide we're gonna be peacemakers. Jesus said, they'll be blessed. He says, you're the salt of the earth. You're the light on a hill. He says, when everything else is dark, you're the light that's gonna guide everybody else. Now, that's good news. He says that the religious people that are saying, well, I didn't do this, I didn't commit murder, I didn't commit adultery, and he flips it on them, right? And he says, hmm, but did you ever do it in your heart? Right? Are you angry? Anybody get angry this week? He says, are you lustful? Do you lust after something that's not yours? And then he he starts telling these stories, right? And he invites us to be these people that literally just, we go the second mile. We give our second coat. I invited you to, uh, to give, to care for our homeless brothers and sisters for day after Thanksgiving feast. And in the gospels, John the Baptist makes really clear, right? If you've got two coats, You got one too many. Now, I don't know about you, but I got more than two. I got, you know, the question is, how many brown coats do you have, right? Like, how many black coats do you have? And you got extra, so give it. He says, go the extra mile. Give the extra coat, or literally, give the extra kidney. I'm continuing to pray for our brother, Mike Reese, a member of our community, that's been on the kidney transplant list. And I'm hoping at the right time, somebody's gonna be able to give him a kidney, right? It's just the Christian thing to do, and people are doing it all the time. He says, embrace a spirituality that's humble. Don't pray out in public and make a big deal. When you do something good, don't tell everybody about it, right? If you did it just so you can put it on social media, he said, it's probably not so great. And when you pray, he says, pray in private. Then he invites us. He says, would you pray like this? Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Where? On earth, As it is in heaven and this week i don't know what's going to happen with all the results and i don't know what's going to happen in politics and i don't know which appeal and this or that or who's mad at who anymore all i know is that i want this world to look a lot more like the kingdom of heaven a place where everyone has enough where everyone's treated equally where no one looks down on anyone where everyone shares from the abundance they've been given so that no person, especially no child, is lacking. And Ecclesia, in our city today, we've got kids that are lacking. They're all over the Houston Independent School District and they're struggling. And the reason we're a church is to bring the kingdom of God to them. And Jesus reminds us, he says, forgive. He says, if you wanna be forgiven, then you should forgive. I don't know if anything came into your mind when I said forgive. One did for me. You say, I'm going to forgive. I'm going to let go. Because I also want to be forgiven. And then he goes on this beautiful tear about possessions and really consumerism. And he says, if you think it's about what you can accumulate, you've missed it. And if you're upset right now because of this or that with the election, and you feel like you're going to have more or less, Jesus reminds you, it's not about what you have. It's not about what you have. And he says clearly, right, in that conversation... About consumerism and accumulation he says it as clearly as it's ever been spoken you can't serve two masters you can't say God's your master and money is your master it won't work he says you've got to choose one it's a beautiful sermon and then in chapter 7 he says this Jesus says if you judge other people then you will find that you too are being judged Indeed, you will be judged by the very standards to which you hold other people. Now, I don't know about you this week, but I had moments that I I started to judge other people. And I got to tell you, Ecclesia, I don't know which way you voted. And honestly, I promise you, if you voted with a clear conscience, I don't care. I want you to vote and honor God with your vote. And for many of us, that means different things. I love the fact that we have the kind of diversity in our church that many of us view um, racial injustice differently. And we, we, we're we going to have a different approach. And we're all going to benefit from that. There are many of us that as we prepare to vote, we're thinking, you know what? I'm making a minimum wage and I'm going to vote for whoever is going to raise the minimum wage. And you know what? we got restaurant owners and bar owners in our church that are barely hanging on post-COVID. And they're going, I can't afford to pay higher wages right now. I will literally have to close everything down and I won't be able to pay anyone because I won't be in business. And and both are true. And wherever you are, whether you're like, I, I care for the environment, I, God gave us the environment, I really care about it. Or you're in this place like, I care for the environment, but I work for an oil and gas firm and everybody uses oil and I need to keep a job. And this is really important. We're all gonna come at things in different ways. And I wanna invite you. One. Where you have judged, would you repent and say, God, I'm, I'm sorry, I've, I've judged somebody else's motives because I don't like that candidate, I don't like those views, I'm tired of this party. And would you just pull back and say, you know what, I, it's not really my place to do that. And I know I'm gonna be judged by that same standard. I gotta tell you, Ecclesia, this Sermon on the Mount, it's a message that we need to hear during election week. And then Jesus explains, he says, why is it That you see the dust in your brother's or sister's eye but you can't see what's in your own eye don't ignore the wooden plank in your eye while you criticize the speck of sawdust in your brother's eyelashes that type of criticism jesus says and judgment is a sham remove the plank from your own eye And then perhaps you'll be able to see clearly how to help your brother or sister flush out his sawdust. It's easy this week to become obsessed with how everybody else is getting it wrong, right? And you know what? They might be. But you know what? I might be as well. And you might be. And in the midst of it, Let's allow everybody to have their own viewpoint, their own experience, their own story, because ultimately that's what it's about. You've lived a story that I haven't lived, and I've lived a story that you haven't lived. I've endured some things that you don't know anything about, even though I'm your pastor and I tell you about a lot of things. You go, man, why does he need so much wine and cookies? Well, i got some problems too, right? And i got to work through them, and sometimes I don't work through them, I just eat cookies and drink wine and uh, and some of you are judging me right now and i just read to you the passage about not to judge so please and in that place right we can all just go like we can figure it out jesus reminds us let's let's don't judge and then secondly he tells us this hey, i think what he's saying is could you br- bring down the noise a bit um he says it this way, and there's a lot of ways to look at this passage, but he just says, don't give precious things to dogs and don't cast your pearls before swine, right? And, and part of what he's saying is, right, we don't offer these precious things to people that don't want them or don't need them or can't use them. And I think part of what's happening in our culture is many of us are offering opinions to people that haven't asked us their opinion, right? And there's just so much noise. And maybe we could wait right now. Uh, unless you're on TV and you're getting paid to give your opinion, maybe let's just hold it for a while, right? Let's just, let's just keep it in and let it be our opinion and let's bring the noise down a bit. And then Jesus goes forward in verse 7 and he says these beautiful words, right? He says, just ask and it'll be given to you. This is what I think he's saying. Hey, in the middle of all this that's going on, and you got a lot of things, you're fretting and worrying, you're wringing your hands, and some of us are making fists too, or we're doing a lot with our hands. He said, would you just open your hands? Would you trust God? Just, would you trust that I really am in control? You you do realize, right, that when Jesus was born in the world, we're gonna celebrate that soon in Advent. He didn't wait for a time in history where he's like, I finally have like uh, a worldly leader, a king or a president. Right? That's going to be helpful to me. Like, I need a helpful administration if I'm going to get this done. Right? No. He came under Herod, right? Herod literally wanted to kill him. He came under Caesar, who killed him. And from the beginning to the end, the government that Jesus was a part of, right, that he was under, literally wanted to kill him from the time he was a baby to the time that he was a grown man. And you know what? He didn't devote himself to overthrowing that government. He didn't think that his kingdom would come at all ever through that government. And the disciples never seemed to be able to get it because they thought, like we think, this government is super important. And Jesus was saying, no, there's a different kingdom. It's an eternal kingdom. And you're going to invest your life in a totally different way. And we are made to learn to trust that. We're at our best, Ecclesium when we learn to trust that. So Jesus tells us this in this sermon. He says, just ask and it'll be given to you. Seek after it and you'll find. Continue to knock and the door will be opened to you. All who ask, receive. Those who seek, find what they seek. And he who knocks will have the door opened. I know there's something big you want. I got some things I want to happen right now. And you know what? If we'll just continue to take those to God, say, God, would you would you please, this is... This is a need, this is a desire, this is a longing. I'm gonna seek you and I'm gonna ask you, and I think literally we're like that old country song like looking for love in all the wrong places, right? We're looking for the answers in all the wrong places and the answers that are obvious to us, right? When we really get on our knees before God, we realize this is not gonna come through an earthly kingdom. This isn't gonna come because we're a people that are willing to suffer. Do you realize how few people are willing to suffer anymore? We're called to take on the way of Jesus who conquered sin and death in his suffering love. And a community that's willing to suffer, that's saying, I will go through hard things because I love the people around me. That's a gift. A people that say, I'm going to spend my money in a totally different way because I see the world in a different way. I believe what Jesus said, that accumulating things, it's just going to, moths are going to eat it up. It's going to rust. It's going to be gone. I don't worship consumerism. I worship a risen King who's called me to a life of generosity and sacrifice. And that, truly, ecclesia is a good thing. What else does Jesus tell us in this sermon? Just that. This path is not easy. He says it this way in verse 13. I hope you hear it today. I need to hear it this week. He says there are two paths before you, right? You may only take one path. One doorway is narrow, and one door is wide. Go through the narrow door. For the wide door leads to a wide path, and the wide path is broad, and the wide, broad path is easy, and the wide, broad, easy path has many, many people on it, but the wide, broad, easy, crowded path leads to death. Now then, that narrow door leads to a narrow road that in turn leads to life. It's hard to find that road. Not many people manage it. What's one of the big problems happening in our world, and especially this week, is there's this big group think, right? And we're just literally, we're like getting sucked in with the crowds. And Jesus says, if you want to walk the right path, it's not going to be easy. You're not just going to fumble into it. It's not going to happen by accident. It's going to take intentionality. You're going to have to seek and pray and say, God, what is the right way for me to live? And when you find that path, that narrow, hard path, that's the path that leads to life. I don't know about you this week, but I think a lot of us have just been getting pulled along by all the energy of the rest of the world. And if you've been like me and you've sat on your couch and you've watched probably too much election coverage and you just keep making queso and more queso and there was already the like COVID-15 and now we got the the COVID-19 and now we got the election, you know, who knows how many, right? Because every day it goes on, it just gets to be more. And in the midst of it, right? I just feel like I'm getting sucked in by everybody else's energy. And Jesus says, if you want to find your path, you're going to have to be really careful. Keep your eyes open, pray, look. You're going to have to discern it's a really small, narrow path. It's a really small gate. And when you find it and go through it, and you live the life you're made to live, it's going to lead you to life. But it won't happen by accident, and it won't happen because you're following everybody else and everybody else is doing it. It'll happen because you say, God, what is it that you want me to do with what you've given me? the gifts you've given me, the resources you've given me. How am I to act differently than everybody else during this season? If you're just like everybody else in this season, easily divided, then we're in big trouble. What else does Jesus say? Verse 24, he puts it this way. And I'll leave you with this, and we'll prepare to take communion. He says, those people who are listening to me, those people who hear what I say and live according to my teachings, you're like a wise man or woman who built his house on a rock, on a firm foundation. When storms hit, rain pounded and waters rose, levees broke and winds beat all the walls of that house, but the house did not fall because it was built on rock. Jesus says, there's two kinds of people. There's people that build their house on a foundation that is eternal. It's the things that matter most. And there are people that build their lives on temporary things. I've already told you things like what's happening in our government, totally temporary, the good and bad. There are eternal truths that if we build our life on it, we know what storms are like in Houston, right? Because a storm, he didn't say if a storm comes, like when a storm comes, when that storm comes, if your life is built on the things that matter most, rock solid, not going anywhere. If your life is built on the temporary things of who's in power and who holds Congress and who holds the Senate and who's in the White House, it's all crumbling down for you. If that's what matters most to you, if that's what truly gets you fired up, you want to know what matters most to you? Like, what gets your blood pressure like skyrocketing when you talk about it? What are the things that you talk about with the most energy? Is it your faith? Is it serving the poor and caring for others' needs? Or lately, has it been politics? And if that's been the thing that energizes you, that's been the thing that matters most, I want to remind you, if your life is built on that, you're going to be sorely disappointed. And you know what? Here's the good news, Ecclesia. If your life has been built on that, now is the right time to reverse course. There are plenty of places for me I need to reverse course. There were times this week that I spoke in a harsh way or a judgmental way about people that might see it different than me. And you know what? I was wrong. I was wrong. I was frustrated and I was in the moment and maybe you did too. Maybe you got some people you need to turn to them and go, hey, I'm really sorry, I was kind of a jerk, right? Wouldn't that be great this week if a lot of people could step back and be like, hey, I got really fired up about the election thing. I, I was I was a jerk. Um, would you forgive me? I don't want to do that again. I, I, You've got reasons to believe what you believe and I've got reasons to believe what I believe and we're going to respect each other. And you know what? This is not the thing that matters most. Now let's have a conversation about the things that really matter. I want to invite you to do that this week. Would you turn off the conversation about these temporary things, these temporary political things? And then would you ramp up the conversations about the things that matter most eternally? What's timeless? What will you invest in this week that will last forever, forever? I want to spend my time and energy investing in what matters forever. Ecclesia, I love you. If you're like me, it's been a hard week, but I believe in the mission God's called us to. And I don't know when we're going to be back together in the same way that we were. Um, I can tell you, we got beautiful things happening. We got even song coming up. We're going to worship outdoors. We got this new weekly service that's starting on November 22nd. We're going to celebrate the Eucharist outdoors on our West Side campus, and we're going to have an amazing Christmas Eve. We're going to be telling you more about. There's going to be great things happening, and 2021 is going to be awesome. I really believe it. It may be different, but it's going to be awesome. But it will be better for all of us if we center ourselves in the things that matter most, and we build our lives on the things that are eternal, not the things that are temporary. Will you give me a moment to pray for you? Lord God, I thank you for my brothers and sisters. I pray that in the places that we have been impatient or unkind or obsessively focused on things that don't truly matter forever, that you'd forgive us this week and that you'd give us a new focus and a new energy and a new sense of peace. Whether or not things turned out like we hoped they would, that we would have a sense that you're in control and that even when things don't go well, even when things go really poorly, what we know historically is that the church has thrived under persecution and under oppression. And so Lord, even if we face some persecution, even if we face some oppression, we believe the church can actually thrive in that place. And so Lord, that's what we pray is that the church would thrive. And so whatever environment We need to be in so that the church can thrive. We want to see the church thrive and we want to contribute in that way. We pray for the church all across the globe today. Our brothers and sisters in Venezuela and Haiti and South America, our brothers and sisters all across Asia, our brothers and sisters on the continent of Africa and India that are in places of hurt and pain and sorrow, Lord, let them know that they're seen today and that they're loved and that we're a part of one big, beautiful bride, your church. We pray all of this together, and we pray it in your name. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, we pray. Amen.
6: Ecclesia, now is the time in our service where you get to accept the invitation to feast at the table of Jesus. Every week, we come to this table to remember the incredible sacrifice motivated by love that Jesus made for us on the cross. We've been told in the scriptures that everyone should examine themselves before they come to the table. And as I lead us in this confession prayer, I'm going to do it a little bit differently today to give us some time to really consider where are the ways that we missed it this week? What are the things that we have to confess? And so I'm going to read just phrase by phrase and offer a pause between so that you have time to consider what is going on in your heart and to confess that to God. Lord, you have made us to be free, but we crave the cheap comforts of our chains. You have made us to serve others, but we have eyes only for ourselves. You have made us to love, but we are inflamed with lust. You provide that we may be generous, but we greedily hoard as if your well will run dry. You forgive time and again, but we hold fast to the sins of others. You offer light for our path, but we insist on making our own way. Sisters and brothers, join me in this next part. You are the God who saves. Lord, save us from ourselves in your great mercy. Restore and heal us and grant us your peace. Ecclesia, I hope that this has been a time for you to do that examination of your heart. And I hope that you have already experienced the forgiveness that God has for you. And so now we come to the table. Ecclesia, this is the body of Christ broken for you. This is the blood of Christ shed for you. Taste and see the forgiveness and redemption that God has for you.
0: My soul. It's resting place in a search no more Oh, my soul has found its resting place in a search I search no more darkness is light to you Even my darkness it is light to you From the deepest of depths to the stars up above There is no place I can escape your steadfast love hard to believe it, but you say that it's true. Even my darkness, it is light to you. My hope now is anchored safe. In your eyes So now is anchored safe. He your rock, your rock it all. I can't escape your steadfast love And it's hard to believe it But you say that it's true Even my darkness It is light Lie to you. From the deepest of depths to the stars up above, there is no place I can escape your steadfast love. And it's hard to believe it, but you say that it's darkness, it is light to you. And it's hard to believe it, but you say that it's true. Even my darkness, it is light to you.
6: Hi friends, this is the part of our service where we get to say a prayer of blessing over our children and families. Please join me. God, we know that empathy is important. We ask that you would help us to remember to think about others before we act. We ask that you would make us aware of the feelings of other people. We thank you for teaching us how to change the world by being empathetic people. We love you. Amen.
7: As a benediction, we hear the psalmist remind us in Psalm 146, Do not put your trust in the rulers of this world, kings and princes, expecting rescue from mortal men. As soon as their breath leaves them, they return to the earth. All of them perish, their dreams, their plans, their memories. Blessed are those whose help comes from the God of Jacob, whose hope is centered in the eternal their God, who created the heavens, the earth, the seas, and all that lives within them, who stays true and remains faithful forever, who works justice for those who are pressed down by the world, who feeds the hungry, frees the imprisoned, makes the blind see, lifts up those whose backs are bent in labor, who looks after those who journey in a land not their own, who cares for the orphan and the widow frustrating the wicked along their way. The eternal will reign today, tomorrow, and forever over all generations. Praise the eternal. And so may our God, who is ever faithful, dispel your worries, guiding you always in the ways of justice, humility, and love. Family, go now to love and to serve always. Dwell in peace.
2: Thank you for listening to our podcast.
0: If you would like more information, please visit our website at www.ectasiahouston.org.